plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Today is a birthday party. Just a couple days ago, my engineer, Josh, celebrated his birthday, so I wish him a very happy birthday. And today I have a new little granddaughter, all of you who might remember Heather Brittany, who is the co-host on this show for many years. Uh, she and her husband, Brian, have given birth to a baby girl. So um, I am a, a very happy mama bear, <laughs> nanny bear right now, um, a little bit just like trying to breathe through it. But welcome to Star Style, Breathe the Star You Are. We're going to celebrate today. And the show's brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. And we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. Today, uh, the show is literally all about talking COVID. We're going to talk about kids and the vaccine, what's happening with cybercrime, with COVID, um, how to keep working from home if that's what you want to do, the economy opening up, and sometimes some of the after effects of maybe what having the disease um, has been for our brains and our organs. So uh, hopefully you will sit back and maybe you know all the answers already, but if not, we're going to ask some of the questions. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be This Star You Are Charity, and it is from Albert Einstein. He says, I have no special talents. I am only passionately curious. And I love that because I think that's what we all have to be is passionately curious in order to keep growing every day in life. And speaking of growing, I just realized that this is, um, it's not this today, but this year is the 20th anniversary of the New York Times bestselling book that I co-authored with Mark Victor, uh, Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield and, and uh, my other co-authors of Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul. And of course, Father's Day is coming up, so it could make a great gift. And we still here at Be The Star You Are have some first editions, first printings, I think it's now in like its 50th printing. And so we're going to be offering them at a discount with autographs um, just to raise money for Be The Star You Are. So you'll be able to go to the starstylestore.net. Hopefully we'll get that up and running soon. But if you'd like to get an original first printing, first edition copy of this best-selling book, which is still a best-selling book, uh, you can go to the starstylestore.net, but probably do it in the next couple of days because we haven't had time to update um, the special at the moment. So while we get this show started, I want to first talk about the cybercrime. 
as everybody's reading constantly, cybercrime has just increased uh, during this pandemic. And uh, it has just provided really fertile hunting ground for crooks. And of course, there's been so many hackings that have gone on and and all these ransomware. I mean, it's it's rather scary. And I hope that we can start doing something, you know, more substantial about it. But an FBI report confirmed that Americans were victimized by cyber criminals at a record rate this past year. And uh, probably because so many people were stuck at home and so many people were in front of their computers because of the coronavirus, the total consumer losses on that went to online crooks, at least that were recorded, you know, and reported, surpassed $4.2 billion. That is just really scary. And, you know, and it's happening every day. I know I get emails. uh, I keep getting these emails that say, you know, you have a, you have a scan document or you have to sign this or something. And so, I mean, I am constantly um, putting things saying it's junk and blocking and deleting, but you know, it only takes one time to be tired and to open something and then your computer is infected or um, you're going to get a ransom note on your computer or so many other things. So we have to be so careful. So there were almost 800,000 reported cases of cybercrime this past year, which was a 69% jump from 2019. And in 2020, while the American public was focused on protecting our families from the global pandemic, cyber criminals were taking advantage of this and they just went on an internet crime spree. And in fact, there are um, some posts you can see on uh, online. You probably have already seen them. They've probably or come to you in news channels or something where um, they had cameras that somehow got turned on the cyber criminals and you could actually see entire rooms of these criminals that were uh, trying to lure people in to their crime. So here are some of the things that were reported to the FBI. Of the more than $1.8 billion in cyber fraud losses reported by men and women, a 27% hike from the year earlier. And then the average dollar loss was $9,484. That just that just blows my mind. And then tech support frauds were probably one of the biggest bane among older people because in these schemes, criminals pose as technicians who are going to resolve a non-existent issue like a compromised bank account or a computer virus. But of course, you have to pay them first. And at least two thirds of 15,421 victims who filed tech support complaints last year, they were actually over 60. So what to, uh, just to know, if you're having a problem with your computer or you get an email saying there's a problem with your computer, first of all, don't answer the email, put it into junk. If you are having a problem with your computer, go to whatever source, if it's a Microsoft, if it's Apple, go directly to the source and contact 
um, a, a certified representative. Do not call a number that you get in an email. That is a terrible, terrible thing. $4.2 billion in losses reported in cyber crimes to the FBI in 2020. And I just find that, that, that just really, really horrific. Now, switching over to uh, the COVID impact on the brain, some studies are saying that as many as one in three COVID-19 survivors are experiencing or will experience a mental health or neurological disorder within six months of um, contracting the coronavirus infection. And this was a large-scale study that was reported in the Lancet uh, Psychiatry. The findings add to a growing body of evidence that this coronavirus can have really serious and potentially long-lasting effects on the brain. So what happened is researchers have analyzed data from more than 236,000 patients and discovered this is a really big amount that 34% had been diagnosed already with a neurological or mental health disorder following their their bout with COVID-19. And for nearly 13% of these patients, it is the first time they have ever received such a diagnosis. And I know I have friends who um, survived the COVID-19, and they're still, um, some of them had it back when it first happened, because they they lived in New York, and it happened back in March. Others were during the summer, and still others were in the fall. And of everyone that I know that has had COVID, they are all still um, having some mental issues. Some is just fogginess. Some is major headaches. Some are migraine headaches. Sometimes they just feel disoriented. Um, other times they feel dizzy. So hopefully this will go away, but uh, nobody seems to know right now. So mood and anxiety disorders were some of the most common conditions that people noted. And then they also had a lot of substance use disorders and a large amount of insomnia. And insomnia is another thing that uh, my friends have suffered too. And then neurological complications, which included strokes, dementia, and even uh, brain hemorrhage. So scientists are really unclear about how exactly the COVID-19 is affecting the brain, but there's probably a combination of factors. And these findings are really significant, but we don't have to be alarmed about it. If you've had COVID-19, it doesn't mean that you're destined to develop neurologic or psychiatric problems. But if you do start to exhibit anything new or unusual, um, any symptoms that you, you just have never had before, make sure that you talk to your healthcare provider, um, and, you know, go either go in or ask for a Zoom consultation. You know, all of our health insurance, or I, should, I shouldn't say all, but most health insurance uh, right now, they are uh, doing, um, they are paying for the Zoom calls. And it is so much easier as long as it's not something that a doctor has to see you for 
in person. At least you can get an initial consultation, uh, describe your symptoms. You can see face to face so that they can look at you and um, and hopefully give you some advice or perhaps prescribe a, a medication that might help whatever symptoms that you're having. But whatever you do, don't ignore them because it could lead to other things that are going to be a little bit more challenging. So that's something to really think about. So um, just be aware of it. Um, yeah, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back from break, we're going to talk about if you want to continue working from home and you're not sure if your boss is going to let you do that, what you need to do or give you some tips on how to address your employer so that possibly you can work from home. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and I'm celebrating happy birthdays to uh, several people today. So happy birthday if you are one of them. I'll be back in a bit. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. We are back, and it's really a birthday party. So I'm celebrating the birth of my little um, granddaughter today. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, It will be very fun to meet her, and I'm so happy that my daughter and her husband are doing well and are happy and everything is going well thus far. So we only have a couple of hours of this new baby, and... And I'm looking forward to hearing more after I'm finished with this show. I'll be calling again. 
So uh, what we're this show today is uh, really going to be around a lot of the things around COVID, and then I may just veer off and talk about something else that is more lifestyle oriented as well, because we want to keep you safe and happy. But, you know, a lot of people are finding that um, working from home has really worked for them. Now, for some people, it has not worked at all. Uh, some people have, you know, it is, it's very challenging, especially if they had young kids and they were trying to do the homeschooling and then try to work and you live in a one-room apartment. I mean, it, that made it really hard. But for people who have um, been working from home and they have found it to be rewarding and quieter and more productive and they would like to continue working from home, we're going to talk about how you can possibly do that or at least talk to your employer to find out if you can. So the interesting thing about working from home is that 68% of American workers who are currently working remotely would like to continue doing so in the future. And this was according to a prudential survey that was actually published at the end of 2020. Those numbers might have changed as of now, but that is the latest that we have. The reasons, of course, are very plentiful because um, the people have felt like they are more productive. They also were very happy to be getting more time with their family or their loved ones or their partners. And a very big part of working from home was they didn't have to commute and they didn't have to buy work clothes. Um, now, so for some people, this might be very easy. There are companies already who have said that if people want to continue working from home and they're being productive um, and it's been, you know, uh, it's already been approved, a lot of people are going to. But for others, it might be a tougher conversation. So what do you do if you're one of those people who have been working from home who have really felt that this is the way to go and have felt that you have really been able to contribute to your company by working from home. And also you've been contributing to your balance, you know, your work-life balance. What do you do? Well, the recommendations are to start early with the conversation. The sooner you bring it up, the more time your boss is going to have to think it through. And you definitely want to try to maintain that work-life balance. So there is no better time to be pitching a future work-from-home setup than while you are already working from home, from home successfully. And the key word here is successfully. So the first thing you'd want to do is make an appointment. Now, this is a conversation you don't want to have by email. If you... Um, you can schedule a Zoom a call or a phone call, although it would be much easier to do probably on a Zoom call or a Skype call or something where you are doing a video call so you can have some face-to-face -face communication. And the reason this is important is because it will let you see those nonverbal cues that people give. I mean, is your boss smiling? Is your boss grimacing? You know, can you see tension? If the conversation is not going the way you want to, 
and you have these visual cues, you can always kind of change course and maybe, you know, you can massage it a little bit. But before you do this conversation via Skype or Zoom or whatever video conferencing you are um, going to do, come prepared with your talking points and make them compelling. Do your research, do your homework, prepare an outline, make a proposal, write it down. You want to come to the meeting armed with very specific, successful projects that you have worked on while remote. You want to demonstrate your productivity, including how you managed your time efficiently, and you want to communicate effectively of, with your boss about how you communicated with your team, your coworkers, your clients. So you want to make that case that if you were so productive at a time, for example, when you know, you had, were doing kids, your partner might have been at home, your kids are at home, um, you, your pets are sitting by your floor, you can tell them if you were that productive when you had a lot of people around you, how much more you're going to be productive when they go back to school or go they go back to work or when they're not by your side. So you want to show them that this has been it has been good for you. Also, you want to show them that the space that you have created affords you the um, luxury or I should say probably the essential space for you to be productive and for you to contribute to the company's bottom line. Now, you have to get ready to anticipate objections that your manager or your employer might raise. Um, This is especially important if your working from home performance has not been so great. If you have been making mistakes or haven't been showing up on time or you've had bad internet connections or bad phone connections or you've missed meetings or you turned things in late um, or you you might have had your kids invading your space or coming in on your calls, You're going to have to be prepared to explain how you have resolved all the challenges and all the issues from working from home. And it, you know, it could be as simple as saying that, okay, I, yes, I have three kids and I've had to have them all here in the same room with me, but now school is going to be opening up or now that it's summer, they're going to be going to a summer camp or, um, the same thing. Like, you know, if you're, dog was barking, um, I'm going to, my dog will be outside, whatever it is. Uh, you want to make sure to let them know that you have moved your workspace into a room with a door that closes, maybe better yet that locks and that you're going to have that privacy that you need to do business one-on-one with clients or with coworkers and not be interrupted. So be prepared for that. Now, If there's a financial upside, you definitely want to share that. Will your company reimburse you um, for for commuting or parking? Or do they do that now? So let's say they give you a parking allowance. Um, Gosh, here in San Francisco, parking can be $60 a day, which that definitely can eat into your salary if you're not compensated for it or you're not put into a garage where you um, 
where they pay for your parking. So let's say that they already give you a, a parking reimbursement. Um, or maybe you're with a company where, you know, like a lot of these tech companies, they are providing uh, complimentary food all day long. Could be lunch, snacks, coffee, whatever. So you could also say to them, well, you won't have to compensate me anymore or reimburse me for parking or commuting or bridges. And so itemize any of those things that they're not going to have to um, reimburse you for. Or the fact, like for food, if they're not going to have to provide food for you, um, figure out what a per diem would be on a regular basis and let them know that you will not need that per diem anymore because you will be eating at home. So that could be a financial upside. Also, the fact that you're not going to be taking up space in an office, maybe if you're in the type of company that can literally, everyone can start working remotely, maybe that's going to mean that they're not going to have to have an office space and have the that rent, the utilities, you know, the cleaning fees um, and the insurance of property anymore. Also, think about what your boss or your manager is going to be thinking. Look at their point of view. I mean, don't assume that um, that the manager is going to be able to okay it. If you have demonstrated that you can successfully work from home, um, you want to make sure that your manager knows that you are happy working from home and that this is where you want to stay because there's a lot of uncertainty right now and you don't want to jeopardize um, yourself as an employee by saying you're going to work from home and then maybe working yourself out of a job. So make sure to really communicate to the employer or the manager, get their opinions, ask them what they think, how it should work from working from home. And do they approve of it? Or do they, do they feel that this is going to be the right move? And finally, be flexible. Realistically speaking, your boss might only be able to partially accommodate your request. Uh, so in advance of your meeting, determine what you can accept and keep that in mind when you talk. Write it down. Write down what is your breaking point. You know, I mean, are you going to quit your job if they don't let you work from home? Are you willing to go in, you know, one day a week, two days a week, a few hours, whatever it is? And if your boss is struggling to see how your working from home plan is going to be successful because all the other employees are returning to work, then maybe you could ask for a trial period because let them know you're in this together. And it's important that your boss or, or your manager or whoever it is knows that you are willing to cooperate and collaborate so that you can make a um, make good decisions, and everybody can be successful. That's very that's very very important to them, and it's going to be important to you. Now, for example, um, you might have I've my on my teen show express yourself. The teens, some of the teens have been back in school. Other teens have uh, been doing remote learning. 
but many of them are um, are going to be going back to school in the fall. However, the students have been offered a if they want to continue working remotely by Zoom, they can do that. However, they are not going to be able to um, to participate in sports or clubs, and they won't be able to get any of the special online, uh, I mean, uh, the special, so any kind of special um, treatment for anything. So it's kind of an incentive, the way the schools are doing it, to get everybody to go back into the classroom because they're not going to be really supporting the online division of it. So those are just things to keep in mind. So um, that's something for, for you to think about if you are considering going back to work. Now, the latest, as you've probably been reading or you might have gotten, if you have kids, you've probably gotten uh, emails or newsletters or whatever. So now that seniors and adults uh, are getting vaccinated, um, it is the teen's turn. So adolescents age 12 to 15 are the next people that are in line to get the Pfizer, the BioNTech COVID-19 shot. And so many schools have opened up and you don't even have to have an appointment. Uh, the vaccine becomes the first COVID-19 shot deemed safe and effective for this younger population. And the CDCs and the FDA's um, decisions came after health officials reviewed data that um, the companies released in March showing that two doses of the vaccine provided a similar protection from COVID-19 among adolescents as it did for adults. Um, and among the 2,200 teens in the study group that the FDA reviewed, only 16 developed COVID-19 and none were in the vaccinated group. So again, people in the vaccinated group did not get COVID. So it's suggesting that the vaccine may work even better in this age group than it does in those who are older. And we're talking about the Pfizer Vaccine. So the company studies found that the levels of virus-fighting antibodies were on average higher among 12 to 15-year-olds who got the vaccine, um, more so than on those who were 16 to 25. So now with uh, kids who are 12 to 15 years old eligible to receive their shots, there's probably some things you want to know um, because, you know, it's, obviously there's still a lot of hesitancy about vaccination. I am very pro-vaccination and I've had mine now for two months and I feel so much freer and I'm so, so happy that I got it. And every single person that I have spoken to who has gotten the vaccine feels the exact same way. It's like psychological. Um, I, I'm still wearing a mask when I go in stores because in our area until at least I think June 15th in California, you have to wear a mask when you're out in public. But I notice that, um, so often, you know, a, a car will pull up to say hello and I don't have a mask on and they don't have a mask on. And I just feel safe because I've been vaccinated. Um, and it might be a false safety, but 
it's, it's certainly been helpful. And most people I know have gotten vaccinated, so that's good. But here's what you need to know about kids. So if can kids considered are at a lower risk of severe COVID-19, do you still think they need to be vaccinated? Well, the concept of kids not being impacted as severely by COVID-19 turns out not to be true. Children are about 25% of the population and millions of children have been infected. Thousands have been hospitalized. Hundreds have died. And what we also know is that COVID-19 infection hurts the function of children's hearts and they don't know how long those or other side effects will last. And as I um, said in the first segment, there's also this brain impact that's happening with survivors of COVID-19 that the doctors don't know too much about either. They're trying to figure it out, but that these, these um, side effects come later on and really have affected them uh, affect their brain function, fogginess, you know, headaches, uh, insomnia, and even more severe things like strokes. So, um, so yes, uh, we don't know, and it's better to get the vaccine. Now, what are the side effects of the vaccine like for kids, and how could parents prepare them? Well, so far, the data is showing that the side effects are about the same as they have been for adults. They're, the kids are probably going to have some a sore arm, maybe some muscle aches, uh, maybe a fever, but it could vary. And some people aren't bothered by it. Others feel really terrible for a day. And uh, parents can just help their kids feel better with over-the-counter medications and telling them to get some bed rest. But kids are always um, getting their shots. So, you know, and most schools don't even allow kids to go to school unless they've had uh, their, their normal vaccines. And some schools already are saying, and colleges especially, are not going to allow students to attend unless they are vaccinated. So I think kids in general are pretty good at getting shots. I think we adults are worse. And now what about allergic reactions? Well, if an allergic reaction is going to happen, it usually happens very quickly within the first 10 to 15 minutes. And that's why when you go to get a vaccine, they make you stay in a certain area um, with where a nurse is to observe you after your vaccination to see if you have any kind of allergic reaction. And any place that is vaccinating people is prepared to handle allergic reactions. And the risk is very, very, very low. They have had very few allergic reactions. So, um, but, you know, while you're there, they, they will watch you. So that helps you feel a little bit better. Um, should the vaccine be spaced out with other vaccinations? For example, another vaccination that kids are getting now is meningitis. Health groups are specifically saying that we do not need to space them out. They just need kids to have their regular vaccinations. And, um, uh, and uh, let's see, and they want to make sure they're getting them well. They're also adding the COVID-19 vaccine to the mix. So you don't have to worry about spacing it out. Just go ahead and get the vaccine. And how can parents encourage their kids to get vaccinated? You know, 
I think um, the thing with kids is they really already want to help. And tweens are doers. They want to be part of the action. They want to do the right thing. They want to help everybody be safe. And most of all, kids, teens and tweens, they want to start hanging out with friends and going back to school in person. So as a result of this, uh, they're going to want to get vaccinated. So talk to your kids about them. Uh, And I'm sure since it's been such a long time coming now, and the vaccine has now been out since January, um, again, obviously with adults and then now with the younger people, they have heard a lot about it. So the kids are, are probably going to want to participate. So, and it is coming in time for summer because parents are trying to figure out, is it safe to send their kids to camp? And it's by getting the vaccine, it lays the groundwork to um, safely open the schools in the fall. And while younger children tend to experience milder forms of COVID-19, it can still trigger really serious illnesses in some, as we've witnessed, and especially any of those who have underlying conditions like asthma or diabetes. And lots of young people have that. So by immunizing the teens, it can help not only protect them, but to extend their wall of immunity. And that is essential for slowing the speed of the virus. So in some ways, um, this first authorization for COVID-19 vaccine for children, that's probably the easy part. Now, the hurdle is to get those shot in the arms because, you know, uh, some some people, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation, said that a third of parents of 12 to 15-year-olds said they would get their kids vaccinated. A quarter said they're going to wait and see how other children respond. And, you know, I understand that uh, completely. But, you know, the, the head of infectious disease at John Hopkins Children's Hospital is hoping that when undecided parents see vaccinated children doing all those fun activities that the kids have missed for the past year from sports to social gatherings, they're going to be more comfortable vaccinating their own kids. And some may not have much choice uh, when it comes to getting their kids back to the classroom, as I already said, because many schools, especially universities, they are making immunization a requirement to return to campus in the fall. And uh, primary and secondary schools are following suit because nobody wants an outbreak and then to have the shots, then to have the schools have to shut down again. So to make vaccinations as easy as possible for families, um, there's a lot of things that are being done. They're shipping doses directly to pediatrician's office. That's where kids normally get their health care. They're also shipping uh, to different pharmacies and to different schools. I know in our area, several of the schools and the high schools, they have days where they are vaccinating and it's just first come, first serve. Just drive in, get your shot. And the people I've talked to have said they've been in and out in five minutes. So Um, What the public health experts are saying is that vaccinating teens will not only keep those who get the shot healthy, but they're going to protect the remaining group that's not yet eligible for vaccination. And that could be the youngest children or or babies. And studies on the efficacy and safety of COVID-19 vaccines in children six months to 11 years 
old are still ongoing. So if we can protect as many people as possible in that indirectly protecting those who can't be vaccinated by providing fewer opportunities for the virus to come in. So it just applies to a much broader scale to the country and as to the whole. So the more people that get vaccinated and are able to ward off the virus, the fewer new infections the virus can seed. And hopefully that means sooner the pandemic will be over and all of us want that. Well, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have a business bite coming right up and then we will come back to our final segment of Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you for staying with me here. And during the break, visit starstyleradio.com. I'll be right back. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Happiness is a choice. By creating more joy and happiness in your life, you will be a better employee or employer. Joyful people are optimistic and energetic. To help yourself on the journey to more fun in the workplace, write a to-do list every day and at the top write as your number one goal, enjoy myself. Recharge your batteries with enough sleep, a good healthy diet, and social interactions. Share positive feelings and accomplishments with your peers. Respect yourself and others and see humor in mistakes and imperfections. Allow yourself to be playful and identify the activities that make you happy. When you are joyful, your enthusiasm will be contagious. And in the company, allowing your bottom line to have more dollar signs no matter what you do. It takes more muscles to frown than to smile. So smile today. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, we are back and you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. 
Well, we're going to switch away from talking about COVID because that's enough. I am hoping that all of you and your family are healthy and happy and, um, and that you do go out and get your vaccine, even if you're hesitant and you think that it's not going to be necessary. Just think twice about it because uh, we want this pandemic to be over. But what I'm going to talk about now is so many people are um, trying, or not trying, they're selling their houses because houses are going for big dollars right now. And a lot of people are wanting to move either to the country or to the suburbs or to something a little bit bigger that has a garden and, and has some place to breathe. But how do you know how to show your home to the best if you are a homeowner and you're thinking of selling, downsizing, doing whatever you're going to do, but and you want to get the most you can for your money. So there are a few things you can do that just make a big difference, and some of them don't cost you a lot. So the first thing that doesn't cost you a lot is to paint the front door a bright, cheery color. Now, my front door is kind of a deep red, and that is, I've done it a long, I did this a while back, and I just love it. Uh, it's actually a feng shui tip of red doors are supposed to bring you abundance, health, wealth, and prosperity. So I thought that's a good combination, and I feel healthy and wealthy and wise. <laughs> And so I love my front door, but I've seen beautiful, when I was in India, I spent a lot of time taking pictures of doors and there were some beautiful doors. There were turquoise doors and green doors and purple doors and, and even like these really rich colored mahogany, you know, brownish doors. Um, but at whatever color you think, but I mean, do something that you think someone else will like too. Don't do something outlandish like pink, because that might not be the color that somebody wants. The other thing to do is to definitely clean up your garden, especially your front garden. You absolutely want to have um, to have some what they call curb appeal. So you have to weed, we get all the weeds out, plant some colorful flowers, put some mulch in the beds, make sure that your front entrance is uncluttered and clean, you know, do a spit and polish, sparkle things up, make sure to add new light bulbs so that when the lights, you flip a switch, the lights go on. It's, those are really important. If you have lawn and there's bare spots, Patch it up. If you have a driveway and there are cracks in it, you need to fill those cracks. In other words, you need to do those, at least the small repairs. And then you really need to hire a cleaning service to do a top to bottom scrub. There's nothing worse than going into a, um, a dirty house. I remember years ago when my husband and I were looking to buy a house and uh, we found uh, our our realtor took us to this house that was in the country that looked really nice, um, you know, in the listing. And we got there and it was so dirty and they were showing us around and the toilets were not flushed. And I will tell you, it turned it was so gross. I went running from there. So if hire a cleaning service, make sure your house smells good, you know, and 
doesn't have cobwebs all over because every house has spiders. So just get rid of them. Polish the stainless steel that's in your kitchen. You know, wash the windows. Open the curtains or the drapes and raise the blinds and shades and let sunlight in and turn on the lights so that it's bright and open windows. And if you have French doors or sliding glass doors, as long as you have a screen, you know, open them up so it, it just feels um, airy and breezy and all of that. And then you want to fix up your home before you put it on the market. Even a, a small flaw, like a leaky faucet, that can dissuade potential buyers from making any offer. And it could also cost you a lot of money. So a common rule of thumb is to budget at least 1% of your home's value annually just to maintain your home. And you may not know what your home is worth, but just think about it that way. If you have been procrastinating on basic fixes, your catch-up costs could be thousands. And remember like those cracks in a driveway? Every time you have a crack, you want to fill it because when water gets in there, it's going to expand it and you're going to just get more cracks and more cracks. So it really pays to be diligent um, as a homeowner over time and fix problems as they emerge. Because if you neglect the small stuff, you're going to end up having um, having a really big problem. So something that could cost you $50 to fix could end up costing you $500 to fix. So just do it little by little. And, um, and also when you go to sell your house, you do have to disclose any significant flaws because if you don't disclose issues that you know, you could end up being liable for not disclosing de the defects uh, because it might be that you're misrepresenting the health of your house. So uh, there are some people do some home improvements before they move out, but don't remodel a kitchen or don't remodel, you know, a bathroom if you're planning to move out because that you're not going to recoup that money. Let, let, let the other people do it. And your final steps um, are you just want to make sure that your house is going to look as uh, as pretty as possible. So um, make sure to make those few little changes, and I think that you will be in good shape. Well, I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I thank you for being great listeners. If you're celebrating a birthday as a Gemini or in the month of June as a Cancer, I wish you a very happy birthday. <laughs> and I, I want you to be stay, uh, stay tuned to Star Style every week from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific here on, uh, no, from 4 to 5 p.m., sorry, my brain is uh, fogging up here, uh, from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Network. And check out our teen show. It airs on Sundays from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific. That's where I got the 3 to 4 p.m., um, every Sunday, Express Yourself, Teen Radio, and that's also on the Voice America Network. For more information about Star Style Productions, please visit StarStyleRadio.com or CynthiaBryan.com for information about what I am doing. And I hope that you consider making a donation to Be The Star You Are charity. We're still in a pandemic. Uh, Father's Day is coming up soon. And you can buy uh, books on our Amazon store site, which 
Um, the money goes just to uh, Be the Star You Are charity. You can buy any of our books at starstylestore.net, and the money will go to Be the Star You Are. And, you know, um, if you are buying things on Amazon, use Amazon a Smile and choose Be the Star You Are as your charity of choice. It's only 0.5%, which isn't very much. But you know what? When you run a charity, every penny counts, and we really appreciate it. Again, the charity website is bethestarur.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being and know you are ready the star you dream of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And I hope you will read a book this week, and I hope that you'll go to our Star Style store and pick up any of my books and especially the two books that are celebrating a 20-year anniversary this year, which is going to be uh, Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul and Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a, dif- a Difference. We still have first edition, first printing copies, and both books have had several editions and uh, several printings. So these are definitely heirloom collector items, and we will be uh, giving them at a sale price, and you'll get an autograph as well. So starstylestore.net. So I hope that you'll pick those up. You won't regret it. These are books that last a lifetime and perhaps give them as Father's Day gifts. So until we celebrate again next week, I want you to be safe. I hope that you'll get vaccinated. And I want you to come back on Wednesdays to celebrate with me. But remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. And happy birthday to my new granddaughter. Welcome to the world, Alisana. We are so happy that you will be here everly, eff, ever, happily ever after. And happy birthday to all of you Geminis and you Cancers coming up. Thanks for joining me here on Star Style. Be the star you are. Shine and sparkle. Ciao for now. Be the star you are. The star you It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. Star, keep caring, keep caring, keep caring, keep caring.